Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. It is game week for SMU. The 2022 season is here. SMU will face North Texas on Saturday in Denton. We will have your coverage of that one for you guys, as well as uh, I'll also be on hand for DeSoto St. Francis Academy watching uh, SMU commit Jaden Milliner Jones on Saturday. So a lot of things happening this week. SMU takes on North Texas at 6.30 p.m. Central on CBS Sports Network. So be sure to tune in and watch that as well as track our live thread on that game. Uh, SMU looking to get the Rhett Lashley era off to a good start. Uh, it's been a minute since we've been able to podcast. Honestly, guys, it's been crazy just traveling for work, uh, looking for a house, doing all those things. And before you know it, uh, here we are. Uh, it's game week. So let's kind of run down where SMU stands heading into this season. Later in the week, we're going to have a special guest on the podcast to preview the game against North Texas. So be sure to tune in for that as well. Um, I got a chance to watch North Texas uh, play its game against UTEP and kind of came away with you know a tale of two halves, right? Uh, North Texas was able to pull away in the second half. Strong defensive uh, effort by the Mean Green in the second half, shutting out what is really, I mean, honestly, a bad um, UTEP football team. They were able to get the job done uh, and move to one and zero on the season. They had a you know a week zero game. Austin um, Uni uh, kind of navigated the offense efficiently enough. You know, nothing crazy. Um, he finished 16 of 29 for, for 236 yards, three TDs, and no interceptions, which I think is key. Mean Green, perfect five for five in the red zone to win 31-13 over UTEP. Um, funny enough for for Austin uh, Une, Uni um, being as old as he is, I believe he's 29 years old, this was the first season opening game that he actually started for North Texas. So pretty wild um, that it took him all this time to finally get that season opening start um, under under his belt. So, um, you know, a, a efficient night for him. Uh, I think one thing that stood out is, you know, they did hold some receivers out. Um, they certainly, you know, got hit with a little bit of the injury bug um, as cornerback John Davis and linebacker Kevin Wood both went down and did not return. Um, but this week, Jair Shorter, uh, is the big name that did not play Latrell Neville. Uh, if you remember those recruiting stories, that's a blast from the past. And Dorian Morris are going to uh, be guys that'll likely play this week. Um, this is a, this is a team that I think you know is going to give SMU a, a game. They're going to give SMU a fight. I think SMU is going to eventually pull away and and make this one not close. Um, but if you look at it, look. North Texas has played. They always get up for SMU. Um, they've given SMU kind of some fits here and there um, in the past, but SMU is the more talented team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's just all of it coming together for SMU. Is somebody like Brian Massey going to be able to play? Bo Corrales, is he going to be able to play? You know, those are questions um, that we're going to get some answers on early this week as SMU will be back on the practice field. Just a quick note on practice availability. We get the first 30 minutes of practice – and then they close it down, and then we come back for media availability. So practice notes and tidbits. Be sure to subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com to get the inside scoop on what actually goes down 
when those gates close and we are no longer in. Uh, we'll talk to sources. We'll talk to um, you know players, of course, as well as coaches, and get the inside scoop. Um, this is you know kind of a change. We've been able to have some some you know open pretty much all open practices you know from for the last few years, but they're going to close things down, tighten things up um, with the season here. So. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to make sure you stay in the in the know on what's going on behind closed doors on the hilltop. So you've got uh, Austin Une, who really kind of doesn't wow you by any means. Uh, you know, not somebody that is spectacular, but did manage to navigate that mean green offense up and down the field in the second half uh, to really get um, you know them you know past UTEP, kind of a pesky UTEP team. Uh, at least in the opener, it was sloppy on both sides. A lot of penalties by the Mean Green defense that I think were completely uh, undisciplined. But um, they'll be able to, you know, take those learnings from Week Zero and apply them to Week One. You know, Phil Bennett is the defensive coordinator. Obviously, he'd love nothing more than to find a way to uh, stick it to SMU, um, and has you know given SMU some some trouble here or there. I think that defense plays really hard. Um, KD Davis, the linebacker, is is tremendous. Um, Deshaun Gaddy had a really good game, I felt like. Um, and, and just overall, I feel like that mean green team does have um, some, some swagger to them, some uh, peskiness and some nasty. So uh, SMU will have to be ready to play. This is going to be an offensive line that will have, uh, I believe uh, – two new starters on it in Owen Condon and Joseph Bissinger, um, three guys in different spots uh, with Jalen Thomas, Justin Osborne, um, and and um, and Marcus Bryant back. So SMU, with that revamped group, will have to be ready to go. The good thing is they'll have Tanner Mordecai back as a starting quarterback. Um, they do have Trey Siggers back at running back. They've got plenty of talent at wide receiver. Uh, they just have to be um, ready to go. I mean, that's kind of the, the long and short of it. You know, Rhett Lashley, tremendous play caller. Um, but, you know, he also was a part of that 2019 team that really struggled against North Texas, um, or a 2018 team uh, that struggled against North Texas uh, in Sonny Dykes' first season. But um, the good news is this this team is, is far superior to what you know, they had going into Denton um, when Sonny Dykes debuted in 2018. Um, they've got Tanner Mordecai, a quarterback. They have depth of receiver. You know, I think the defense is probably the wild card for SMU. You've got this defensive line uh, that is, um, you know, really talented, really got some good depth there. Uh, but they also, you know, need to corn that turn that corner in terms of getting after the quarterback. And then you've got the linebacking group. Jimmy Phillips back, Isaac Slade, Matutia back, some new faces in Jaquandis Burns and Shannon Reed, and then also Kiki Burns coming back as well. So that linebacker group has some depth. There's been some competition. Can the corner cornerback and safety room turn itself around um, with the coaching change, with the scheme change, with some new faces? Uh, we'll be tracking that, of course, uh, because I do think North Texas receiver receiving core does have some talent can give some problems to the secondary if they don't stick with their new technique, if they don't you know, take advantage of the tools they've been at least given on paper and given in meeting rooms and giving them this new scheme uh, to be successful. So 
it's all been a ton of talk for SMU right now. They haven't played a game. We see at least where they could be better. Um, we see where there's been improvement. We it looks like the secondary is improved. It looks like that defensive line is going to be able to you know control the line of scrimmage. Looks like the wide receiving core is tremendous, and Tanner Mordecai has taken steps forward. How does the tight end room work out? How does the offensive line work out? Are the linebackers able to take the next step? Is the secondary that much better just based on changing that technique around and changing that scheme? Those are questions that'll be answered. And then, of course, the kicking game. You know, SMU is going to roll out Colin Rogers, um, you know, a, a true freshman at kicker. You're going to have uh, Ryan Buschewski, the Texas transfer at punter, and then Brendan Hall handling kickoff. So, um, but back on North Texas, this is a team that I think will bring it against SMU. Will it be enough? I, I'm not so sure after watching North Texas, UTEP over the weekend. Um, I just don't think it was, you know, I think it was two teams that just didn't look very good. You know, week zero can be sloppy, all those things. Um, but I wasn't overly impressed with what North Texas brings to the table. Um, Oscar Attaway, after missing last season, returned, had a really good game uh, for North Texas. He impressed me, no doubt about that. Um, and they kind of rotated some running backs in there too. So he wasn't uh, the complete um, workhorse really for that game. Um, you know, this is this is something that you know he's he's going to be able to ease his way back in and be able to you know figure this out uh, as he goes because he does have some help in that running back room. But he is the clear cut starter. I would say um, had a really productive game against UTEP, so he could be somebody that you know gives SMU some trouble. They need to get their hands on him. They've got a veteran at center, um, you know, in the middle um, with um, Manasi Mose. Um, talk about a kind of a smooth but tough name to say there. He's a multi-year starter at center, and I, I think he can, you know, he'll have a tough matchup. You know, Elijah Chapman in the middle there for SMU. He's one of the strongest guys in the country just overall. Um, at that nose tackle position, he's going to uh, give him plenty to deal with uh, in the middle. So I, I think when I look at the North Texas defense, I feel like they play with a little bit of an edge. I do feel like this is a good test for SMU. Can they control the the middle and, and open up the running lanes inside? Trey Siggers and Velton Gardner uh, especially have a tendency to be able to get downhill um, and really run with a physical brand of style. And, and I think that helps SMU. You know, I mean, that that's going to be something that I think looking back on Rhett Lashley's offenses at SMU, um, they, they want to be able to run the football and, and do it well. And um, th this is where I feel like the difference is between Rhett Lashley at, at SMU and Rhett Lashley at Miami. I think he's got, you know, a lot of talent in that running back room that can translate for him, help them move the ball on the ground, take the pressure a little bit off the passing game, and allow SMU to choose some clock as well. I think this is going to be kind of a grinded-out game for SMU. It just seems like SMU either gets a real tough game from North Texas or they get a game that they've been able to pull away um, and win handedly. So this one, it's tough. You know, first-time head coach, how's he going to handle situations? Um, new defensive scheme, new offensive scheme. But you do have some key pieces that you'd like to think can really settle things down and put things in the right direction for SMU. So, you know, I, I think this this team has the pieces to be successful. Uh, can Brian Massey play and contribute at a high level? Uh, will we see Anola Matthews Harris back out there? 
how do some of these new newcomers fare in their first games for SMU? Those will be key pieces of the puzzle um, for SMU against North Texas. But overall, I, I felt like North Texas looked like kind of a pesky team, but a very sloppy game one for the Mean Green and Seth Luttrell. Um, this is this is a team that on paper SMU should have the edge and beat handedly. We'll come back you know later this week with our formal predictions, but that's just my take after watching a good bit of that game against uh, UTEP. Um, you know on on Monday I rewatched it and got a chance to to lay eyes on what they had put out there on Saturday night in a, in a rain delayed game. So maybe that played a little bit of a part of it, you know, or, or lightning delayed game. You know, maybe they just kind of sat in that locker room and it took them a minute to to kind of wake up, but Overall, kind of a lackluster-ish game um, for uh, North Texas, uh, but they did come away with the win. So we'll see who has the advantage. SMU now now has film on North Texas and ways to kind of attack that offense. Uh, but North Texas, you know, has that advantage of you know having already been in game-like atmospheres, and um, you know they 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 have that experience over SMU. So. We'll see how it plays out. We'll be back later this week to preview much more of that. But now I want to flip over briefly to the recruiting side of things, um, share some of the notable performances over the weekend, some takeaways from week one of Texas high school football as SMU commits were back in action. Um, if you want somebody that really had a stock up showing, uh, I'm going to go with Jamari and Carroll, um, Wichita Falls Hershey, wide receiver who committed to SMU just before his senior year began. 156 yards, two touchdowns on just three catches. But he also had uh, a rushing touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown. He did it all. We just rated him as a strong 86, uh, somebody that could move up as a senior. I think SMU really likes uh, this prospect uh, that they've got on board. I think they've got a steal. Um, was kind of a quiet recruitment and ended up going SMU's way right before his senior year. So, um, had a really, really good game, uh, 48 to seven win over Clint. Uh, I do also want to shout out the work Jackson Lavender has done, um, early in his senior year this past weekend, he caught eight passes for 72 yards and a touchdown. Um, also carried the ball three times, 16 yards, uh, and, you know, also did some kick returning as well. So SMU has a do it all guy. We touched on that in our notes after seeing Jackson Lavender, that he's going to play all over for for Lucas Lovejoy uh, this year. So really impressive showing from him. Trip Reardon, the Frisco-Wakeland tight end, four catches, 92 yards and a touchdown in a 49-28 loss to Grapevine. Um, Lonnie Johnson ran the ball 15 times for 58 yards and three touchdowns. Also added a 75-yard receiving touchdown for Keller Timber Creek. Um, Jaden Milliner-Jones, didn't get any stats on him just yet, but he did get to play at Nike World HQ in a big win over New Orleans St. Aug, um, a really good program out of uh, the state of Louisiana. They're in action on Saturday against St. Francis Academy. I'm going to go ahead and pass on a trip to Denton to stay in the DFW area uh, and and head down to DeSoto to catch that massive matchup on Saturday night, get a chance to lay eyes on him in person again, um, see Claude Mathis, our, our old buddy from uh, his SMU coaching days, um, and just see a ton of SMU targets. You know, DeAndre Reardon uh, was another prospect of 2025 who impressed in that St. Aug game, actually had some of our LSU posters uh, on, on, that, uh, on the site that I run 
uh, for on three asking who's that, who's that guy. Uh, he's one of the best in 2025. So, um, there's a lot of talent for DeSoto. Looking forward to seeing uh, all that crew on Saturday. Um, Liam, we'll have you guys covered on our coverage of SMU North Texas, and we'll have our thoughts on that uh, you know, post-game and then Sunday morning and all that. We'll recap the first game of the Rhett Lashley era, and then I'll be back in the press box for September 10th, the home opener against Lamar uh, for SMU. Finally, Alex Kilgore, Katie Paytal, linebacker, uh, had a touchdown uh, another 48-yard run, and was just overall dominant on defense. Um, our Sam Spiegelman was uh, in attendance, uh, as well as some of the other um, on-three analysts. Uh, Cody Belair uh, was there watching him, um, and, and really everybody just left raving about Alex Kilgore. Oklahoma's starting to kick the tires on him, so it sounds like SMU will have to hang on to him. He's off to an impressive start on the season, so... With that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast um, and, you know, shut it down. We're getting into college football season. We're getting into high school season. I do have a few guests lined up, uh, expected to have some of the commits on the podcast and, and get their thoughts on their senior seasons, um, get them, uh, you know, talking about the class and what SMU has put together. Um, and later this week, we will also preview SMU North Texas, the beginning of the Rhett Lashley era. So appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast, and we will catch you guys later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.